You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Mickey. And this is Megan. We have got a great episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about some of the down and dirty real life motherhood issues that we all have dealt with or are dealing with. Um, We've got a great guest joining us later on in the episode and we're really excited. It should be a pretty fun one. So we will just jump right in, get started with our highs and lows. Um, My high is one of those like really the little pleasures in life kind of things. Um, Today I got to sleep in and by naturally like my kids slept in my alarm went off at 6 45 and I like looked at my phone and no one else in the house was awake so I turned it off and like went back to sleep but one at least one of my kids has been getting up like around six o'clock or earlier every day for the past like month so like you wake up and everyone's still asleep and I'm like oh my gosh this is amazing and then like I stayed in bed for a while and then I started to get that panicky like oh my god why is why are they not awake <laughs> kind of thing I should <laughs> okay but yeah but it was just nice and I feel like today we were all like in a good mood and well rested and yeah it was oh, don't let me bring you down <laughs> Hopefully a good turning point, but we'll see. Um, Let's see. And my low is kind of funny, but kind of like embarrassing and sad maybe. But um, my nephew had his sixth birthday party this weekend. And um, it was at 11 o'clock in the morning. That only comes into play because my (laughs) sister-in-law and her friend make really good drinks. And so... (laughs) They like made pink panty droppers, which is one like one of my favorite drinks from like college, but they're still good now. Like beer and pink lemonade. So I know terrible, but they're actually they were good. I think they put like enough juice in them. I don't know, where you just like don't taste all that. Anyways, I I got like one of those big tumblers with a straw and a lid and ice and stuff. I think I ended up drinking two and a half of them, like tall ones. Anyways, I got super drunk at my nephew's <laughs> birthday party. Enough to where leaving is really hazy. The car ride home, I just remember having like, we got this, um, like one of those plastic bags with the plastic ring in it, like a hospital pee bag that oh, like an gave us a long time ago I remember like holding that on the drive home like my husband was driving obviously um came home and like we were all going to take naps anyways but like I like vaguely remember my husband like okay you need to go find somewhere to sleep you're not sleeping in bed with us in case you puke or something (laughs) I like went upstairs and slept in my daughter's bed for like at least three hours and just I woke up and it was like almost six o'clock at night Oh my god. Embarrassing shit show. And I felt bad because like Mike had gotten up and he was like playing board games with the kids and he made dinner and it was like his first full day off after working nights all week. And like one of our few, you know, we only have the weekends with both kids home. So yeah. I just felt like such a dirt bag. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I did not mean to do that. It just was like we we're having fun and it just tasted good to be like <laughs> oh my god. So Total shit show. 
And yeah, that is definitely my my low. Were you dead the next day? That's why I was like cringing when you said pink panty droppers. Oh. Like, oh no, it was that night because I woke up and oh, like right. <laughs> had a hangover that night. And it wasn't too bad, but I like, definitely had a headache and just was like, Meh. but by the next day, then I was fine. So I do have to say, that's why I appreciate a good day drink, a good day drinking, I guess I should say, because I mean, you're not hungover the next day. I mean, it's, you know, not very responsible now that we're parents, but <laughs> something yeah. about a day drunk that just <laughs> really does it for me. <laughs> In the appropriate situation, like a six-year-old's birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't. I don't even know. I don't think anything, like, (laughs) embarrassing happened. But also, it was an Adam's Family theme. So, we were all dressed up. (laughs) Yeah. So, I was dressed as Morticia in, like, a dress. And, like, oh, man. Please tell me there's pictures. Yeah, there are pictures. Good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's oh, that made my day. <laughs> All right. Well, my highs and lows. I'm not having a good week, you guys. And we're recording this and it's only Tuesday. So, hopefully by the time you hear this, I'm having a better week, but I'm just in a a real weird mindset. Um, so I had to dig back here to think of of my highs, but we had such a great weekend my family and I and just every part of it was so perfect so the last two weekends my husband and I have been super like productive and just like getting housework done and getting projects done and we haven't really had a lot of fun and so this last weekend I don't know what happened just we didn't have any plans and just every day we made literally the most of it and we even got together with my sister and her fiance and went to her fiance's family's house and played board games and hung out, which was really fun. And we've never done that before. So that was really cool to like hang out with our soon to be extended family. And um, it just felt, it was really fun. Nora had a blast. There was like a few other kids that are really close to her age and it was awesome. And then we went exploring at Tolney state park, which if you're from the Thurston County area, you have probably been there because I guess it's really popular but we really had not explored it and it's like 10 minutes from our house like it's it's the beach and it's just basically in our backyard it's so it was so awesome and now that Nora's walking around she just like loves to be down and explore so we did that and then the next day we went to breakfast just the three of us and that was super fun we found a place that reminded me of Bellingham so that was great Um, and then we went and walked, walked around like Capitol Lake and it just was like such fun. I went to the dog park, like just did every family thing that we could think of. And it was perfect. Um, so that was really high. I don't know what happened on Monday. Well, I do. (laughs) It's a long story, guys. Long story short, I woke up to my husband's car, not driving out of the driveway and he needed help at like not even six in the morning everything's fine with his truck I don't know I don't even want to go down the road of the shit show of a story that this was for you guys but between that and all the stress of that and all the stress of like the major hype with the coronavirus I'm just like in not a good headspace and I I don't handle infectious things very well like I know most people don't 
but I've like like contagious things are really just kind of like a trigger for me and so I'd been like ignoring the coronavirus just kind of like oh yeah I heard it's out there like but once it came to Washington and like my sister lives in Seattle it's just like really freaking me out and I'm trying to avoid it but I I can't avoid it it's all over Facebook like we were watching The Bachelor last night and like popping up at the bottom of the screen like Six people dead in Washington, coronavirus, blah, 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 at 11 p.m. It's just like, and now it's nine people dead, and I'm just, like, trying not to, like, lose my cool. Um, So that, and maybe just, like, the subconscious and not-so-subconscious stress of that is putting me in a crappy headspace. Like, I'm just tired, hurt my back today at Stroller Strides, like, literally just raising my arm because I'm old. (laughs) So it's just real low and yeah I don't want to drag you guys down with me but that's that's kind of where I'm at this week so yeah could be worse I mean nobody I know currently has the coronavirus so I'm thankful for that yeah yeah that's good Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean we all have our up and down weeks and I'm sorry this is a down one for you hopefully you feel better and I don't even know about the coronavirus thing. I I don't watch the news. Maybe I, I know I should because I'm a grown-up and everything. But, um, yeah, hopefully it, I don't even know what you do for that. Like, it works its way out. I don't even know what you say for that. I know. Yeah, it's just scary. I mean, just it sounds like if things keep going the way that they are, like they are talking about shutting down schools and things like that, um, like my stroller strides, basically, were, were telling us that if the school district shut down, then we follow their schedule. My husband's work also follows the school schedule if they shut down. So it's just kind of like all this stuff that I think it's probably a lot of media hype. And we don't really talk about like hot topics like this on the podcast when it comes to this kind of stuff. But it's just kind of a scary time right now. So just... Please wash your hands. I know everybody's saying that. And stay home if you're sick. And yeah, yeah, just hopefully everybody stays healthy. And this is really just more hype than, you know, what, I don't know what the alternative is. But yeah. yeah. Well, um, (laughs) sorry, I went down a vent sesh rabbit hole there everybody so we're gonna switch gears here (laughs) we're gonna continue keeping it really real and just putting it all out there um our guest tonight her name is hannah um she's a badass mom to a toddler right now and she's also pregnant very pregnant with another one on the way very soon um she is a working mama a wife and a major coog fan so thank you so much hannah for joining us and welcome to the show hey hannah welcome to the show thanks for joining yeah thanks for inviting me ladies this is really exciting we're excited Um, too and um tell everyone about yourself um, so I am a 30 something, uh, full-time working mom. Uh, I have one preschooler and one 
current fetus uh, slash future human being Earthside here, hopefully shortly. Um, I live in Pullman, Washington, work for my alma mater, which is really exciting. And that's how I know you ladies. Yeah, yeah. Go Cougs. So, go Cougs, yeah. Um, and other than that, really, at this point, I'm just, I think my my biggest uh, identity is I'm really freaking pregnant. So... <laughs> Well, I have loved following along on your social media. You've been so open and candid about your whole pregnancy journey, the highs and lows and all of it. Um, Where, I mean, that's just kind of how you are as a person, I know. But what inspired you to be so open and just like informative (laughs) with with your journey right now? Well, honestly... um... Pregnancy is a really intimate journey for women, and I felt like I wasn't prepared for, like, the really dirty, messy, smelly things that pregnancy brings, Mm -hmm. and I wish people had prepared me for some of those things because I, I feel like I was probably one of the last of my close friends to have kids, and so not having heard anything other than, like, oh my gosh, I love being pregnant. And, you know, it's, it's, it makes you feel like such a woman. For me, (laughs) that was not my experience with my first. And so I felt kind of alone. Like, I'm like, am I just absolutely bitter and salty about being pregnant and losing control of my body and how it looks and how it feels? And am I the only one who feels this way? And sometimes I felt really lonely because even when you express, you know, any sort of displeasure about how your experience is going, a lot of folks dismiss it and they say, Mm -hmm. oh, but just enjoy it while you can, or it's really magical and you're going to have this baby in no time instead of being like, no, I've got six more months. This is terrible. So, so really, you know, this is my last time being pregnant and I know that for a fact. (laughs) And, um, and I felt like there was no harm in just being really open and candid for any future moms out there who kind of just need to hear these things. So, yeah. I love, I love watching you on social media too. And it's so refreshing. I'm sure a lot of people tell you this because As all of us know, social media, especially Instagram, who so many of us are addicted to, is such a highlight reel. I -hmm. mean, you can go through there and just feel so bad about yourself and feel so alone. And if you're, you know, pregnant or have been pregnant and you felt alone already, it's just going to trigger all of those emotions. So even now not being pregnant and seeing like you have your fetus Friday updates where you are telling people, you know, this is exactly what's going on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I look forward to these every week and I'm not even pregnant because I feel like somebody who understands what I was going through at some point. And it's just, Mm -hmm. you're just a breath of fresh air with all of this. And I appreciate it so much. It's been really interesting how um, I, you know, I've had a lot of folks who, who have expressed the same thing that you did and, and these are ladies that I might work with distantly or, or whatnot. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that it's entertaining. That's really why I think you do anything on social media is to, in, in a way, entertain, whether it be 
through inspiration or through humor or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun to share my little fetus Friday updates. And I've had, um, some family members say, what am I supposed to do when you have the baby? I'm like, maybe I'll do, I'll do spawn Saturdays because I refer to my children as my spawn. So, you know, (laughs) I probably will continue in some fashion because after pregnancy, you, you have motherhood and motherhood is just as messy and sticky and complicated as pregnancy. So, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Because I also feel like there's such a like the one of the weird feelings that I went through after is that okay, like you're pregnant, yay, like you're glowing, whatever, and then you have the baby and then it's like you don't exist anymore and it just the baby does. So yeah. it'd be nice to like see your face every week and you know <laughs> Because you made it through and pushed it out, like we're not done with you yet. So yeah, yeah, keep it up, please. All right. <laughs> well, we um, we have talked a lot about some topics for tonight. Um, just there are so many areas of pregnancy and motherhood that do go unmentioned until you're kind of in it and like why why did no one prepare us for this you feel like you you kind of feel like you get tricked into it almost I feel like Mm -hmm. like would we really willingly like decide to (laughs) put ourselves through all this like messy ugly hard hard nine freaking months of making a person which I mean we would because you get a baby at the end Mm-hmm. But still, I, it's really unfair to kind of keep that stuff like swept under the rug until you're in it, and then it's like, "Ha, we got you now! You're no turn it back." Yep. <laughs> what um, what would you say has gone different for you this pregnancy compared to last pregnancy? You know, I've been thinking about this because there there have been a lot of similarities, um, especially now I'm almost 37 weeks. So I'm really at the end here looking forward to never doing this again. And, um, and I would say the biggest challenge this time around, I think it's just my age. I wasn't quite 30 when I had Poppy, my oldest, and, um, I was active. And when you don't have kids, you have flexibility after work to be able to, go to prenatal yoga or go for a mm-hmm. hike or, or whatever. And this time around, because I work, I get home tired. I fixed my family dinner because I've got the kiddo I got to take care of. And she's got so much energy. My body this time around is so angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to the chiropractor once a week and I have prenatal massages and I have so much pressure on my pelvis like the last couple weeks. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to sneeze and my water's going to break. So I'm, you, you learn to be very, very in tune with your body when you're pregnant, which is a good thing. But it's also a very like weird thing for, for you to experience all of these just foreign sensations and, and new aches and pains. And I was telling a colleague about how I have a system at bedtime. When I go to bed, I face towards the middle of the bed 
on my left hand side because I know I flip over once when my hips start to hurt mm -hmm. and then I have to pee but I'm in the perfect position to just roll out of bed because I'm already <laughs> facing the edge of the bed <laughs> go to the bathroom get back in and face the other way so like it's it because it's many turns that are involved when you have to flip <laughs> over the other side in the middle of the night so so really you know we had to get a new bed this year because I've been in so much pain and um I didn't have that the first time. I felt like I was pretty um, pain-free. I wouldn't say comfortable because I, I also just didn't like being pregnant. So um, so that I, I think, and I don't know if it has to do with my age or the fact that my body's done this before and is already strained or I don't know. So that that's the, yeah, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> I had that hip pain with my pregnancy towards the end um the flipping uh, is just like so embarrassing mm -hmm. <laughs> just how oh I just felt like such a whale trying to flip over but I still was I have that hip pain still like if I'm not being active and like working on especially like squats or any kind of strength training in my hips or glutes that hip pain comes back instantly yeah. I still find myself tossing and turning all night well, I'm terrified for if well, we have another even one even flipping over, like doing a lot of things still requires a lot of abdominal strength. And you don't really mm -hmm. have that at this point. And um, I'm one of the the lucky few who, um, and I'm going to butcher this because I can never remember how it's pronounced. I got the diastasis recti where your abdominal muscles actually split mm -hmm. and they never went back together after my first. And so, you know, that's also a challenge. I, I used to do, I still do a lot of yoga and for, for that to be something that I've had to adjust my life around because literally just a side effect of being pregnant, you know, is another thing that's really challenging and frustrating and, and, and people don't realize that there's a lot of long-term effects that pregnancy has on your body and not all of them are positive. So mm -mm. no, nope. Mickey, did you enjoy being pregnant? Um, <clears throat> The first time I did, um, like, I don't know, I was just really lucky. And, you know, I just remember, like, getting kind of swollen because it was, like, July. Um, but the second time, because they were so close together, um, I had, yeah, I was, I was pretty miserable most of the time. I was, like, had morning sickness day and night for, like, the whole six months or nine months probably. And, um my yeah my lower abdominal muscles just did not recover enough in time to be pregnant again and with a bigger baby and I, so I was just in a lot of pain like I ended up getting a um like one of those stomach belts kind of no, a support. I've been wearing one of those yeah it oh god I feel like such an idiot wearing it around the house <laughs> it totally helps I got a lot of um a lot of feedback people suggesting that for me mm -hmm. so that was good um that time around I I just like it one it was a little shocking to be pregnant again so fast they're you know um 18 months apart so mm -hmm. yeah with a nine month old but um I just with the physical part I remember like laying in bed one night just bawling and be like I just I don't want to be pregnant like that's a horrible thing to say but I just was not yeah, not about it. See, I don't time. think it's a horrible thing to say. I think it's yeah. a really honest and okay thing to say. I mean, I'm, I don't want to be pregnant anymore. Like I am 
I think also your second time around, you know what to expect for the most part. Mm-hmm. You've gone through the process. You've had the kid. You know, you know what it's going to be like to have a newborn. And so when you decide or you, you know, find yourself pregnant a second time, I feel like your, your brain is just like, I want to skip all this stuff. I'm ready to have this baby in my arms because I remember that feeling. And that's the end result that I'm going for. Mm-hmm. A lot of women don't, you know, go through pregnancy to be pregnant. They go through pregnancy to have a baby. So for me, I'm like, ever since I found out I peed on a stick and I found out I was pregnant, I was ready to be done. I was ready to just give me that baby in my arms and be a mom again. <laughs> and, you know, and so I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that you don't enjoy the experience. And I also think it's great when moms have a wonderful experience and, and birth experience. Cause I want those hormones. I, those are hormones. I wish I could get. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to be able to feel so womanly and beautiful during this stage where you don't feel or look like yourself, you know, I, I'm envious of that. And I also like hearing those stories from other moms who were just like, I loved it. And I, I want to do it again, but maybe I won't, maybe I will. But you know, mm-hmm. ev- that, I think that's what's so cool is everyone's journey is so, 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 so different, but you tend to only hear the really positive experiences. Mm-hmm. I personally really enjoyed being pregnant. I mean, aside from the, you know, those aches in my hips and everything towards the mm-hmm. end, I had really overall a pretty easy pregnancy. She was two weeks late, which that was really awful. At that point, I was like, okay, I don't want to be pregnant anymore. And, you know, this is something I feel like, you know, with talking about the real life motherhood, I, I felt a lot of resentment afterwards because I felt like I got this easy pregnancy and I had a horrible labor experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on another episode, we'll talk about our birth stories a little bit more. But long story short, I ended up having to have a C-section. And I had, you know, this plan for this natural delivery. And, you know, your first baby, your huge, perfect birth plan that you want to check every box. And I told myself I was open. But, you know, really, I wanted it to be this perfect way. Mm-hmm. And it was my my own body that made it. So I had to have the C-section. I pushed for four hours and Nora didn't move a single station in four hours. So I myself and my husband had to make that decision. It wasn't like, okay, it's emergent. You have to have the C-section. It was a decision that we had to make, which for a long time, I was really angry at my body. And I (laughs) thought, oh, of course I had this perfect pregnancy, but I was, you know, balanced out by this horrible delivery and labor. And it was hard. It was really hard. I couldn't even talk about it for, I mean, it's still like hard to talk about, but I couldn't talk about it for so long. Cause I just felt like my body had let me down so much. Mm-hmm. And I never had heard anybody else say that. I yeah. thought, you know, I felt so alone in that, like, Oh, I'm this horrible mother because I'm mad at my body. Who cares? I have my baby. She's perfect. Why should I care about this? But I mean, it's like a, a loss that I had to grieve, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I can definitely relate and, you know, I, I think sharing birth stories sometimes can be, uh, you know, really, again, that's, it's really intimate. Mm -hmm. Um, But I went two and a half weeks overdue as well. And every day past your due date is just torture because even though that's another thing is they don't tell you most of the time that with your first, there's a very strong possibility you're going to go past your due date. You think due date. 
yeah, sure. It's probably not going to be on that day, but it'll be sometime around that day. So to mm-hmm. go that far past, it really does a lot to your psyche. And I, I mean, I remember um, avoiding all phone calls because my family kept texting me, oh, how are you feeling? I'm like, I feel the same. Stop yeah. calling me. <laughs> and and I, I was supposed to do a home birth, water birth. Everything was set up and ready to go. And, you know, again, we had to, we had to adjust and adapt. And I felt, I felt really disappointed in myself. And I was, I was really vocal about that to my husband. I'm like, I, I'm disappointed. I feel like I, my, my body's failed me. I've, you know, we, we did the Bradley method to, um, to ensure that we could have a natural birth, which we did end up delivering naturally, but we did have to go to hotel or a hospital hotel. Oh, that would be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Crazy. <laughs> that's another story. No. Um, and you know, so I, I totally get it. I was so, so disappointed in myself. It's almost like you have this prepartum depression where I was just sitting at home waiting to have a baby and just depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and just every day that went by, I knew that it was probably not going to happen the way that I had envisioned and the way that I had planned. And, and, uh, and that's tough. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, you had mentioned the whole, you're not having any more after this hundred percent sure. Um, mm-hmm. That can be such a topic. <laughs> I yes. have, um, have you gotten any feedback about, I mean, and you're still pregnant. So, but I'm sure some people have said something to you. A hundred percent. Um, in, in many different ways. And I would say the first, the first way is that a lot of times when we say, Oh no, we're doing two, we're not going to have any more. Um, because our second is also a girl. Um, we get a lot of the first comment is, Oh, you're not going to try for a boy. And we're like, no, we don't feel unfulfilled by not having a boy. Um, my husband loves being a father to to his daughter. And and he was, we actually kind of knew, I feel like, that we would only ever have girls. We mm-hmm. just knew it. It's the only recipe we know. My, it, it just seems to be, we always just knew it. And so for me, I was to snap back and be like, no, nope, we're good with girls. We love our girls. Has nothing to do with us needing to have a boy. And then a lot of times if I say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost done being, or, or almost done with this pregnancy. I'm never doing it again. They say, oh, we'll never say never. And I'm like, look <laughs> me in the eye. I am never doing this again. There are procedures that will be had. There are surgeries that will be done. I am never doing this again. And, and people are so quick to dismiss that kind of comment, I think, because it's uncomfortable, because it's it's taboo, I think, to talk about things like that. And so um, for me, I just I we know that we won't do it again and there will be ways that we don't do it again. <laughs> and my husband is not looking forward to that, but he is aware that that is a small step compared to what I have done for this family. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it's always very interesting how people seem to think that they, they know more than you, what your family planning looks like. So it's, yeah, it's been a really interesting learning experience. <laughs> yeah. I bet I, we still get that question and our kids are 
five and six and a half. Mm-hmm. And we, I have never felt like I know for a fact we're done kind of thing, which I really would love to be sure. <laughs> I would love to be sure. As they're getting older, I'm getting more and more sure. But just, <laughs> it always kind of throws me off when people ask, especially if it's like people that we don't even know that well. I'm like, that is such a loaded question. Like, yeah. there's so many factors to it. And it's just, like, none of their business. You know, if you see me walking around, well, one, don't assume I'm pregnant because yeah. you never know. <laughs> but <laughs> with another baby, then you know. But, it, and I can't imagine the, like, oh, you never know. I feel like even people, adults that don't want to have kids, I feel like they get that reaction like, oh, you don't want to have kids now, but you will someday. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know who they are and what they want. I feel like we take advantage or take for granted the privilege that we have as women sometimes who are able to conceive as well. And 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 I I always say that kind of, you know, with an asterisk, because I you know, I did have two miscarriages before we successfully conceived with Poppy and carried her to term and, you know, saying something like that where we have the privilege um, of being able to choose when and how many pregnancies we have is something I, I also kind of take a moment to, to appreciate because too many women don't like they struggle with conceiving or struggle with carrying. And, you know, I mean, sharing something like this with my journey, I always make sure to try to relate back to, you know, we struggled at the beginning and for a while, I didn't know if I would be able to carry a baby to term. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, acknowledging that there's moms out there who just desperately want to be a mom um, and they can't or it's a challenge and it's expensive and they go through IVF or whatever so you know you you have to kind of take a step back and appreciate it sometimes and and even throughout this process I I I try to stay really sensitive to that fact yeah I think more people need to just keep that in mind to stay sensitive because it's such a big life altering thing, whether you can not conceive or you choose not to have any more children or any children at all. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's a huge thing with a lot of pressure already and the outside Mm -hmm. influence never helps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or even people with a lot of kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the, people judge them. I, you know how this is happening right and <laughs> yeah the world in general mm-hmm. could use some minding of their own business for sure yeah yes we wanted so- to talk about um just kind of the feeling that I know some people get about missing their life before kids you know sitting back and remembering how easy it was to leave the house or to take some time to yourself. What do you ever feel that at this point? I mean, even with how far you are in your pregnancy, are you starting to think about your life with just one kid even? Absolutely. And for us, it's so easy to, um, to, to reminisce about that life because where we live now um, is where we lived for a while kidless so the city that we live in 
we had been here for like 10 years before we moved out of the area for three or four. And while we were gone is when we had Poppy. And so we moved back shortly after she was born to this, <laughs> this city that I went to college in. And I worked for so many years childless. And so it really was a 180 from the life that we lived before. Yeah. All of the things that we used to do for entertainment and for fun here weren't an option anymore. Um, there's a local bar. We would probably hit up three times a week. And <laughs> I've been there maybe twice in the four years since we've moved back. And, you know, I think about that. I'm like, that was so much fun. I love doing that. But paying for babysitters is insane. And we don't have family in the area who um, are available to to watch our our kids um so and and a lot of um, our friends here do and so kind of get a little resentful about that sometimes mm -hmm. like oh well they can go out and they don't even have to pay for a babysitter that's great um but yeah i mean it's really hard not to miss the life that you used to live before you have kids and i don't and again it's not about there's nothing wrong with missing that because there's also so many awesome things about being a mom and the activities that have replaced those activities pre-children that are so much fun and exciting as well. Um, I mean, now all of our friends have kids too, so we've found things that we can all kind of do together where the kids will run off and play or whatever, and we'll go grab a beer, which obviously I don't get to do right now. But, um, <laughs> I'm also very resentful about that. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to be able to drink again. Oh my God. I bought a bottle of Vouv Clicquot. I splurged and bought a bottle of Vouv Clicquot at Costco the other day. And I'm looking at it sitting in my fridge. I'm like, I'm going to see you very soon. <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, has nothing to do with you not appreciating or loving your kids or your life with your kids. It's just, damn, I wish I didn't have to spend so much money on daycare and I could get a lot of wine instead. <laughs> it's kind of like, I like to think of it as, I mean, this seems so trivial compared to what it is, but like when you're on a diet and you aren't eating chocolate or something like that, mm -hmm. like you just want the chocolate because you can't do it. And so sometimes my husband and I will be talking like, oh, I wish we could go do this right now. But, you know, Nora's sleeping. We can't. We're trapped at home at, by like 630 every night. And then we sit down and we realistically think like, what were we doing before she was born? Oh, that's right. The exact same thing we're doing right now. Like we were so bored before we had her. And like now here we are. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even describe how many date nights. We don't go on them very often, but usually, like, if we're like, okay, we are going to go and sit down to a dinner somewhere, the two of us, and the whole time we just talk about the kids. <laughs> like, yep. we talk about them. I mean, that's our whole, you know, whole life like that. Yeah, we made that decision for a reason, and sometimes it's nice to go out I mean, honestly, my favorite thing is that when I get to go, like, grocery shopping or do the stuff that's not that exciting without them, but just, like, peaceful. That's and so much easier. Just, like, oh, I can just get in and out of the car yeah, quickly. <laughs> like, I can run in and run out, literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put, put your shoes on and walk out the door and not have to buckle anyone or pack. 
any clothes or food or snacks. Yep. Yeah, everything. Oh my gosh. <sighs> um. So you are still. Were are you still working? I am. Yeah. Um. I my due date is March twenty seventh. I have tentatively um, kind of scheduled up until the 25th um, thinking I'll kind of stop then I I truly honestly and again I think this comes back to being in tune with your body and I don't know I maybe I'm being optimistic because of how terrible my experience went last time <laughs> but <laughs> I I would be surprised if I made it to my due date I am feeling things now at 37 weeks so much strong more strongly than I did with my first at 42 weeks and um I I I don't know how I could make it any like much longer than maybe a couple more weeks I have no idea (laughs) if I do I'm gonna be miserable and you'll all hear about it on social media so it'll be good content but um (laughs) but yeah so um I'm continuing to work uh I have the flexibility with my job sometimes um I have already talked to our dean um you know if I'm feeling a lot of physical and emotional uh exhaustion. Um, I have some flexibility to work from home. My job typically has me traveling quite a bit. And so obviously that's not something I'm doing right now. Um, I stopped that a few weeks ago. My husband traveled on his last trip. Um, he's in the same line of work, uh, this weekend. So we're just waiting. (laughs) Um, they even put something out about the coronavirus because that's, you know, obviously a very real threat. And, um, Apparently, if you have a medical condition that could prevent you from coming into work, you can, you know, seek arrangements with your employer here. So I'm like, well, if we get any confirmed cases of coronavirus on campus, I will be staying home. Yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm still working. There's a lot I can kind of still do without traveling. Um, but at this point, I am just waiting <laughs> impatiently. Yeah. Do you find that you get, like, what kind of feedback do you feel as being a working mom? Um, I feel like this is one I have to word very well because I live in a community where a lot, there are a lot of stay-at-home moms and, and I, I envy the, you know, some moms who get to do that. Um, I've, I've always found a lot of fulfillment in my work and I really do enjoy working truly I do um but because I hang out with a lot of other women who 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 don't work you know sometimes it's a challenge because I I don't get to hang out with them during the day when they are all getting together because that makes sense of course like let's get together let's work out our kids can play we'll Mm -hmm. have a brunch or whatever so sometimes I feel really it feels um a little lonely in this community um I do have some other friends who though are are working moms and and we kind of band together as well so I I I would say I have two groups of friends and and you know it does make me sad sometimes when I see myself missing out on some of the activities that are only available during the day um, during the week. And mm-hmm. that's not an option for me. Um, uh, in the summer, there's a really awesome woman here who teaches swim lessons, but it's, you know, every day during the week, during the day. And I'm like, I can't leave work for two hours and mm-hmm. go pick up my kid from daycare, take her to swim lessons and then drop her back off. So, so like I said, it's, it's, um, it's a challenge, but I, I wouldn't say I feel any judgment or, or anything like that. I just think, you know, 
you learn to acknowledge that every mom is is different and 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 has different um parenting goals and yeah. and how they how they decide to do the do the mom thing and um it's yep. it's just challenging because I think I get a lot of oh I don't know how you do it and I'm like well I'm exhausted a lot like yeah. it's, it's <laughs> I used to just come home drink wine and go to sleep like I mean so um so yeah it's it's a it's a challenge for sure but it's a challenge I enjoy I feel fulfilled I want my daughter to see me doing something I enjoy with my life um and I want her to be inspired by that and so yeah um, yeah this one is kind of a big one for me and even you know when I was pregnant and I kind of this is kind of what sparked the whole idea of boss ladies and babies. And, you know, I I knew Mickey would be the perfect person to get this up and running with me, but I'm, I've put myself in a really unique and sometimes difficult situation because I am a working mom doing real estate, but I'm also my daughter's full-time caregiver. So I'm, trying to equally be a stay-at-home mom and a working mom it feels like at the same time and I feel a lot of times like I'm split into two different people Mm -hmm. half the time I'm a stay-at-home mom half the time I'm a working mom and each side of that can feel really lonely when I'm with you know my stay-at-home mom people I I feel like I can relate in so many ways but then I feel like there's this other side of me that is so foreign and I don't really know how to incorporate that when I'm just trying to be like a boss lady, then it's like, I feel, you know, obviously guilty. And then I'm around all these people who have their children maybe in daycare full time or other arrangements. And I feel almost like, Oh, Hey, why aren't you doing that? Kind of not that anybody's really giving me judgment. I think it's all my own kind of guilt and experience with this, but it's just kind of like split in half. Like, who am I now? I'm, you know, I'm both and it's important to me and I'm making it work, but it, it is a heck of a challenge trying to navigate how I do both of these things and do them well and provide, you know, as much attention and care to my daughter as a stay at home mom and as much detail and care to my work as a working mom Mm -hmm. struggle. Yeah. Well, and, and I, you know, I, like I mentioned, I do travel for my job and, um, I feel like that's probably the thing that I get more comments on um, or like, how do you do it? Or how, how is that a challenge? And, and uh, you know, my husband and I are, we have to be very, very diligent on how we schedule our work travel and our trips. And we have to have a shared calendar and make sure that we know when one is going to be out of town or the other. And because we're in the same line of work, sometimes we go to the same conferences. And so, um, you know, calling in, uh, reinforcements, luckily all of our, in our, all of our parents are, um, retired. So we nice. typically have the ability if we have enough notice to get one of them to, to come over and, and help. But, you know, that's, that's asking them to do a lot. Um, but you know, and my husband has forgotten to put something on the calendar before, and we've had to really scramble to figure out how are we going to do this because I'm gone and you're gone. And, we don't, you know, I don't want the cops to get called for ne- negligent parenting because we don't have someone watching our kids. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's probably part of my job I enjoy the most, but is the most challenging. 
So how um, how do you think you and your family, mostly I'm thinking Poppy, how is she going to adjust to being a big sister? Like what kind of changes do you foresee coming with a new one? So Poppy is going to be four on Saturday. Um, and one of the things that we, our family wanted was we wanted our kids to be spaced out a little bit more. We chose that. That is what we wanted to do. So four years is going to, for us, is going to be perfect. And I think that's because Poppy is at an age where, although she's very opinionated and headstrong, and I have no idea where she gets that, um, (laughs) (laughs) she she also is, um, she's smart and she is easy to reason with and to help understand at this point. Um, she's aware that baby sister is coming, um, and that she's going to come sometime after her birthday, hopefully. Um, and that things are going to change. And, you know, we've kind of been, we've recognized that Poppy does well when you prepare her by bringing things up a lot. Like baby's going to need her diaper change. You can help me with, um, getting diapers or getting wipes or giving her baths or no, that baby's not going to be able to help play with you yet because she's, she's going to be too little. And so trying not to set up for disappointment, thinking she's going to have this, this friend who pops out fully functioning and formed. And, um, and so we've been giving her a lot of things to help her feel really invested in this, um, kind of tasks that she's preparing for as a big sister and um and we're also really trying to be cognizant of the fact that we don't want her to feel neglected Mm -hmm. um my husband has signed her up for a lot of activities um (laughs) and I'm like just understand that you're the one who's going to take her to those if you're committing to them then you're taking her to soccer you're taking her to tennis um we are turning our closet under the stairs into a playroom that we're going to oh, surprise cool. her on her birthday. Um, so that's kind of her own special little place. So she feels maybe if she's, you know, needing some time, she can kind of go under there and do, do whatever. Um, I will say um, that, sorry, I have to plug my phone in because it's dying. Um, I will say that she is hilarious because her reasoning for things gets me. And she thinks... <laughs> that being a big sister is equivalent to being a grown-up. <laughs> so um, age to her doesn't mean anything. Like the fact that mommy and daddy are in their 30s doesn't mean anything. So she thinks when I'm a big sister, mommy, um, I'm going to be a grown-up and I'm going to sleep in mommy and daddy's bed and I'm going to say bad words. <laughs> <laughs> and because she knows that mommy says a lot of bad words, um, except we call them grown-up words because we don't censor ourselves with our kids and grown-ups have grown-up feelings and sometimes they have to express them with grown-up words that aren't okay for kids and so she thinks she gets to say those words when she becomes a big sister so it's going to be an I'm I'm so excited to see how the first week when this baby comes when she thinks she's a grown-up so um (laughs) doesn't matter how many times I tell her, she's convinced. So um, it's going to be fun. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but the, the reasoning, like, oh, I get to sleep in mom and dad's bed because that's where grown-ups sleep. It's like, no. <laughs> that's really cute. Yeah. That's, so, so. that's poppy for you. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, is there any other mom truths out there that you want to want to share with the masses? Um, I, you know, I would just, it's tough because you want to, I think, especially as a first time mom, you, you want to do a bunch of research and sometimes you can psych yourself out with the things that you find. But, um, you know, I just think it's fascinating to find a really good mom group, maybe one that's on, um, online. There's one I follow called Tubby Todd Mamas. Tubby Todd is a company that I follow that does a lot of natural baby skincare products that I really enjoy. And I always like some of the posts that other moms post because they're relatable. They're questions that aren't like commonplace or just like, can you help me with this? And, and I would say seek out kind of really great forums like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I didn't know that. So I've been lactose intolerant since I was born. I didn't know that you could not be lactose intolerant when you're pregnant. And yeah. so both of my pregnancies now, I am not lactose intolerant. <laughs> but then I have a baby and my hormone and levels change and I go back to being lactose intolerant. So I'm eating a lot of ice cream right now, which my midwife does not like. Um, <laughs> but I try not to tell her. Um, and, you know, uh, people's women can have their feet grow two sizes and, and not grow, not shrink back. I and was terrified of that. If I had to buy all new shoes, I would cry. <laughs> it's taken me years to curate my shoe collection. I would be devastated. Um, and, you know, there's there's just so much that's out there that's so not commonplace. That's not scary. It's just not known. And And I hope, you know, what I'm doing with my Fetus Friday updates is just helping other prospective moms or current pregnant moms kind of understand what to expect. And, um, and it's not all glamorous. I mean, I'm sitting here with a shirt that's not a maternity shirt. I look like your uncle Earl with a tavern tumor who doesn't know that you can see the bottom of his belly. Like that, this is my life right now. I can't, nothing fits me and I'm just, I'm ready to be done. And I think it's, um, it's not always about the journey. It's about the end result. And we know that it's going to be awesome. And this is just a blip in time. And, you know, I mean, you don't have to enjoy it. It's okay if you don't enjoy it. <laughs> you just have yeah, to Yeah, I it. think that's the biggest thing. It's okay if you don't enjoy it. And honestly, it's okay if you do enjoy it too. Oh, yeah. And, you know, be, be real about it either way. And I would really recommend to follow Hannah or somebody like her that is going to give you a refreshing side of, you know, a difference of what you're seeing in a lot of social media, because it's good to have a little bit of a balance and just, you know, don't compare yourself to other people because everybody's going on their own journey and experiencing things how they are. And that's okay. Whatever you're feeling, whether you're not feeling good about motherhood or pregnancy you're feeling guilty or not enjoying things, that is all okay. And the more that we speak about it, the better everybody's going to feel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Hannah, do you have a hot mess moment that you'd like to share with us? Oh, my God. How much longer do we have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean... I just think this goes back to what I said about 
losing control of your body and how it looks and feels. But, um, I, uh, I have this thing when I'm pregnant and it's where something really makes me laugh hard. I can't stop laughing. And then I start crying (laughs) and I make this really ugly, like cry laugh face. And then I'm, I'm laughing because I'm crying and it's this vicious circle and I have tears streaming down my face. And then sometimes it makes me pee my pants. So I feel (laughs) just like this total hot mess. My husband, then my husband will be laughing and it doesn't help things. And I did it at work the other day. I didn't pee my pants, but I did like cry hysterically and scare all of my colleagues. And, um, that really taught them not to, uh, share too many dad jokes with me. So, (laughs) but, but I feel like all of, all of motherhood and pregnancy is a hot mess. All of it. Oh, amen. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, so before we finish, I just had a little game that I thought would be fun to play. (laughs) Would you rather, this is pregnancy edition. So I thought this would be perfect for you. So, there's just a few few fun questions. So, would you rather sleep like a baby your entire pregnancy, but then have a colicky baby who wakes you up screaming every 20 minutes? Or, toss and turn your entire pregnancy, but then have a baby who sleeps through the night every single night? Oh, toss and turn, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's, the, yeah, no, the... I, I would say, even though um, that's already what I'm doing, I at least am getting some sleep. When you have a baby that is colicky and they're waking up all the time, you're on their clock. So, <laughs> no. I feel like that was a pretty easy one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Oh, here we go. So, would you rather have huge swollen cankles during your entire pregnancy? Or have your feet grow to whole shoe sizes during pregnancy? <laughs> that one's hard because I, I actually, like I said, I haven't experienced the shoe growing. But I also, I think because it's so cold over here, I haven't experienced any water retention or swelling during this pregnancy, which I'm very, very fortunate about. I will. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I'm very lucky about that. And I'm not rubbing <laughs> that in anyone's faces. Um. I would probably choose the cankles because of, again, my curated shoe collection. And that would be very sad if I couldn't wear any of those again when I've worked so hard over the years, too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They say oh. they don't go back if they grow. Yeah. Those two yeah. Sizes. That's yeah. That's what I've heard. And so that's terrifying to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Would you rather your midwife make awkward dad jokes while you're crowning or... Have them announce every second of your labor like a sportscaster. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I would probably say awkward dad jokes. Because I don't know why, but I, I've had a midwife for both of my pregnancies now. And midwives just have this, like, really sweet and calming, like demeanor about them I feel like and sometimes I just want them to be a little more assertive and funny and (laughs) like like they're just too sweet some of the time and I know that's that calming personality that you want during labor but yeah I I could I could uh, appreciate a few well-placed dad jokes for sure (laughs) (laughs) I like it um 
Okay, would you rather um, pregnancy body pillows get discontinued forever or maternity leggings get discontinued forever? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, might have to be pregnancy pillows because I'm using, if you could see my bed right now, it's I have not just pregnancy pillows, but other pillows shoved into random corners to create like the perfect little cocoon so that when I do flip from one side to the other, I don't have to take like a pillow with me. So I think I could get away with just having lots of regular pillows if there was no more pregnancy pillows, but maternity leggings are a must, especially right now when pants um, aren't fitting. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not summer. So I can't just throw in a cute skirt or dress. It's the worst to be pregnant in the winter. The worst. Oh, yeah. I think I wore my maternity leggings for like until they got holes in them. So a couple years after I oh. was no longer pregnant, they just don't make them high waisted enough for like if they're True. not maternity ones. True. Yes. No. I definitely wore my uh, maternity clothes for quite a while postpartum, like many many months. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be devastating. Okay, okay. I think I got a good a good one to wrap it up. Okay, would you rather have heartburn for the whole nine months or nine months of explosive diarrhea? Oh wow. <laughs> um I, I mean does the diarrhea occur like daily or what like mm, you know that might have to, you know, that might have to be the explosive diarrhea only because right now I miss pooping (laughs) (laughs) because you can't poop the first trimester of your pregnancy. Second trimester is like this magical time for most people. And then third trimester, you go back to not being able to shit. And I miss pooping. So I would right now, just right now, if you asked me today, it would be the explosive diarrhea. Yeah. So can you, this just reminded me, can you, have you ever heard of a crappuccino? And let me just preface this with, this is so not my thing to talk about poop. So. <laughs> no, I don't think I have. Now I need to know. After Nora was born, um, the doctor prescribed me a crappuccino. And it is, um, oh my gosh, what is it? Coffee. Okay prune juice and I can't remember the measurements but you can look it up online so coffee prune juice and then Miralax oh my god this oh no no not Miralax milk of milk of magnesia is that what it's called magnesia yeah milk of magnesia so it's yeah coffee prune juice and that and you mix it all up and you drink it and oh, honey, just take stool softeners. A a <laughs> no, it's when the stool softeners don't work. Oh, and no. that's all I'll oh, say. About no, that. <laughs> no. Oh, that sounds terrible. I, you know, it reminds me of. Um, so again, very quickly, because I know we're wrapping up. But um, I did castor oil twice with my first to try to induce labor, and it reminds me of that. Like. I cannot drink orange juice anymore because of my experience with castor oil. And it just makes you shit your brains out. Like it's supposed to help like induce labor because it irritates everything in your gut and the, nope, didn't do it for me. Just really (laughs) cleaned me out. So (laughs) I can't drink much orange juice anymore because of it. Oh man. 
something. <laughs> Didn't think we'd end the show on on poop topic, huh? Yeah, I mean, it seems to always go there <laughs> at some point. It's my favorite topic. Okay, it's a great topic. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that um, about wraps it up. Um, Hannah, where can people find you if they want to follow along on your motherhood journey? Um. So I have an Instagram page called a.mom.uncensored because I do not censor myself (laughs) very often. Um, uh, Or you can probably just search me at Hannah Finkus hyphen ganders. But yeah, I'm, I'm always kind of posting and updating on Instagram and my Insta stories things that are occurring in my pregnancy and with my four-year-old and with my husband and just the mess that goes along with all of this. So, yeah. It's so fun to follow along and it was so good to see your cute face. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Look at all these grays, you guys. Jeez. I love it. <laughs> okay well um and if you guys are new to the podcast please give us a like and subscribe there's many many more poop stories out there and other non-related episodes hopefully (laughs) (laughs) find us on facebook at boss ladies and babies and um on instagram at boss ladies and babies and you can um check out my um embroidery business at piper's designs and embroidery and then i'm just keeping it real with my mom life over at fixer ups and sippy cups also on instagram and you guys can find me on instagram at keeping it real estate 360 and don't forget to check out our boss ladies and babies facebook group join in on the conversation we keep it really candid in there and have a great group of moms and a great community just chatting about the stuff we kind of talked about tonight. So give that a follow and join on in on the fun. And thanks again, Hannah. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.